o'clock. Mark, did you turn my mic off? No, I don't I, touch your I, mic. I get, it's 13 minutes before the hour of eight is when I really start getting into groove on when my mic's You're very on. very loud right now. Do you there. like that? It probably went over your mic. Uh, anyway, 14 minutes before the hour of eight o'clock. My name is Jake Quarry. Kevin Bowen here as well. Kevin, if you had on your bingo card over the weekend, offensive line coaching change. You might have actually been excited when you saw the headlines because you thought, yep, I knew it. The Colts had to make this change. Nope, actually, that was in the college ranks. Indiana, Tom Allen announcing that Darren Hiller, the offensive line coach and run game coordinator, is being replaced by former Northern Illinois and Temple head coach Rod Carey. We shall see what that means for Indiana's problems in protecting the quarterback as they get set for Maryland but the real focus, I think, for most people is on the offensive line at the professional level in this state of the Indianapolis Colts and kind of the musical chairs. That's problem number one, the, the inconsistency. Uh, your thoughts now on the O-line for the Colts as they get set for a very aggressive defense in Jacksonville. Yeah, and a D-line that's whipped the Colts, frankly, in, in recent meetings. Um, outside of Quentin Nelson at left guard, I don't write anything in Sharpie for this weekend. I think Braden Smith needs to be at right tackle. That's probably the other one I would get close to writing in Sharpie. Um, I think it was pretty clear on Thursday night that you didn't have one good offensive tackle playing, let alone two, with Bernard Ryman at left tackle and Matt Pryor at right tackle. So that's not a pairing that I would want to see again at tackle, especially because Josh Allen for Jacksonville is a really dynamic edge rusher. Um, Jake, I was thinking more about this, though. And I feel like we hinted at it, but I just I think there was more evidence to this offensive line taking a step back. Again, as big of a step back as we've seen so far, no. I mean, I'm not going to act like I thought this would be a broken O-line group five weeks into the season. But last year, it was not an elite group. It was a group that I think was good, you know, maybe a little bit better than good. But in particular, in pass protection, I think had some issues. And then I think back to training camp where I thought Detroit controlled the line of scrimmage in the joint practices. And then I know that the playing time wasn't a ton during the preseason, but that preseason opener in Buffalo, you had your starting O-line out there for the first series. Several penalties, a strip sack. Frank Reich left the starting unit in for an extra series in that first preseason game, I think mainly because the offensive line had some issues. Week two of the preseason, he leaves Matt Pryor and Danny Pinter in the starting lineup with the backups. The Colts played all backups in that game, but he left Pryor and Pinter in there. Clearly a sign he wasn't pleased with their performance so far at Grand Park and in the preseason. And then the final preseason game against Tampa, where you played your starters more, albeit against a really good Tampa front, your offensive line got dominated in that game. So I think there were signs of it dating back to last season and then what we saw this offseason whether it was the joint practices or the playing time in the preseason where this is a group not just prior Pinta related of I just think it's wear and tear on Ryan Kelly over the years Braden Smith hasn't been perfect by any means Um, and then you couple that with some communication issues early in the season and here you are heading into a week six matchup and you literally feel confident in one maybe two O-line starters? So so let me ask you this. If you were to look at it, and listen, he's a he's a really nice guy. He's come on this show, and he was a good guest, and I know that he's had 
terribly speaking, some some tragedy within his family life, talking about Ryan Kelly, who's been a good player. But I think you are correct, Kevin, in saying that it is fair to say that he is a, a good player who has regressed some here, right? So if you were to replace, let's say you were to replace Ryan Kelly with Danny Pinter, would you feel, A, comfortable making that move? I, I would bench Ryan Kelly. Okay. And, and I know that contractually that's not the move to make, but I think you're at a point right now where it's time to look at Pinter at, at center. Okay, so if that's the case, then that shakes things up because then who do you replace Pinter with? Yeah, who who plays right guard? Yeah. Uh, you know, that's – and we're going to have Joel Erickson on in less than 10 minutes, Jake. I think a thing the Colts have to discuss with themselves is, and I get it, when you're discussing something as a staff in early to mid-October, short-term is what you're thinking about. You know, what's the best five you can put out there for this Sunday against Jacksonville? There'd be an ounce of me that would want to think a little long-term. You know, do you want Bernard Ryman to get this baptism by fire that he clearly got last Thursday night? Do you want a guy like Will Fries to be in the lineup? He's young. Um, if I'm going super short term, I'd put Nelson at left guard. I think I'd put Penner at center. I'd leave Braden Smith at right tackle, right guard. I would go with, uh, Matt Pryor and left tackle. I'd probably, um, I'd see what Dennis Kelly, the former Purdue product can do. Really? He's got over 50 career starts. I know a lot of it is at right tackle. Uh, Frank Reich didn't express some like glowingly ringing endorsement for Dennis Kelly when he was asked about him on Friday. But if you're going short term, that's what I would do. Now, if you're going to think a little long term, I'd leave Ryman there at left tackle. But you better be ready to help him because uh, there's certainly some some growing pains there. And then you then you get into, OK, do you put Will Fries at right guard? Um, but Nelson at left guard and Brainsmith at right tackle, those need to be definites and okay. i'll say it for the um, umpteenth time because i know people are going to ask or people are going to think about it quentin nelson does not want to play left tackle he doesn't want to play left tackle and well some could argue and say well he he should play left tackle he's making 20 million well he does not want to play left tackle and he's not going to play left tackle I, whether or not you i i get it i'm speaking rhetorically here when did athletes who get paid a lot of money get to determine where exactly they play? I think you could argue, would he be good over there, Jake? I mean, he's never played. That, now that's fair. Left, that's a, a fair point. He but didn't the play whole, it, like, didn't I, play I, I Notre Dame. I get that you got to have a guy invested in order for him to be effective. But uh, you know, I think the result, Jake, could be similar to Braden Smith moving into right guard on Thursday night. Now you're making multiple positions correct. Susceptible. It's a domino effect, right? Yeah. yeah. And and I think. To a great extent, the domino effect on the Colts' offensive line can start around the fact, you know, a lot of times these things are falling because of a weakness right in the middle. To your point, I mean, you make a – Ryan Kelly's regressed. And I don't know if this matters, Jake, but, like, Ryan Kelly wasn't voted a captain this year. They had a lot of captains. You right. would think Kelly, based off – he's a longest-tenured Colt, and he's a pro bowler. I would say on most teams, if you're a pro bowler and you're the – longest tenured player on the team you're a captain and you're kind of the quarterback of the line yeah. right? yeah yeah and, and I don't want to I don't want to put like a ton of stock in it but benching him would not be like benching I think again somebody that does wear the C on their chest 